We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Joe Connolly of WCBS Radio, along with producer Neil A. Caruso. And we are joined today by the Commissioner of Small Business Services for the great city of New York, Jonelle Doris. And I want to just briefly read his profile because I really like this, Janelle. You describe yourself as a pastor, an entrepreneur, a retired drummer, an immigrant, a golfer (laughs) who's worked for Governor Cuomo and is the former director of the New York City Office of Minority and Women-Owned Businesses and now is Commissioner of Small Businesses. Commissioner, I have to ask you first, what what business did you start? What business were you in? Oh, thanks so much for having me on, Joe. Listen, um, yeah, that's quite a collection there. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so I, uh, I, I had a small consultant firm which really worked with small businesses and small nonprofit organizations to help them with business services, but also connect them to opportunities. And so uh, somewhat similar to what I'm doing now, but on a broader scale, obviously, with the city. Yeah, like all of us, you just go along and get better at what you do as we grow on our experience. Before we get to some of the success and inspiring stories that we always like to talk about, I do feel I have to ask you, Commissioner, do you have any sense for how many businesses are going to fail because of the shutdowns? Well, listen, uh, I think we want to uh, really consider that we this has been an unprecedented time in our history. And... Uh, A lot of our businesses, as many of them, we have uh, 230,000 small businesses in the city. Uh, The majority of them uh, are coming back. Uh, We see with our uh, either restaurants or in our retail industry, uh, most of those businesses are coming back. Uh, We understand the challenges that are out there, that some of them, because of the change in environment, changing customer behavior, uh, you know, are uh, trying to understand, you know, what is it they need to do to actually survive. And really, that's what SBS does. That's our goal. Uh, that's what our what we do every single day to make sure that these businesses have what they need. So, look, we're we're looking at that. We are reviewing uh, the numbers. We're trying to get a good sense of uh, who may or may not come back. But right now we're seeing uh, a lot of optimism out there. Um, you know, entrepreneurs want to do business. And so, you know, our role is to help them do that. We hear an issue that doesn't go away. Business owners keep saying, I need a break on the rent. And most of them are telling me that they're not getting the break on the rent yet. 
Do you think that some landlords will start to give them breaks or come up with new arrangements? Yeah. So, you know, throughout the pandemic, we have been uh, working with um, our agency and some of our partners around this same issue. Uh, You know, we understand that, you know, everybody's got to give a little bit here, I I believe. Uh, You know, our landlord community, we understand their challenges. Uh, They've got bills. We also understand the challenges of our uh, small businesses. And I think the best thing is for them to come together uh, small businesses, should, we've encouraged them to speak to their landlords, uh, to engage them. Uh, we worked with City Bar to work with them about uh, how do we uh, help them sort of reorganize their lease or renegotiate their lease or having questions around that. And so some, some of the guidance we're providing to the small businesses. But, yeah, this is a real issue. This is a big one. You know, when you're not uh, conducting business for uh, three or four months at a time, but the bills are still due. Look, those are real concerns, right? While we've helped our small businesses connect to a lot of funding, you know, I think we're close to $75 million worth of funding now. Uh, And then, you know, countless others as pertains to uh, the PPP program from the federal government, there is still a need, you know, there's still a great need, but no, these resources are there, and and you know, again, we are here to help uh, connect them to those to those funding sources, which they can use for overhead. For instance, the PPP. Uh, you know, we lobbied real hard and pushed real hard, and we thank our uh, federal, uh, you know, uh, uh, our federal and congressional leadership uh, about you know changing that law in order to. And the president, by the way, just recently signed it in order to expand now. Uh, the ability for small businesses to use a larger portion of the, that fund uh, to actually pay for their overhead, like but, rents and utilities. But we're hearing that a lot of that money has not been applied for. And I'm wondering if some of the business owners are just putting their head down and saying, I'm going to go for it on my own rather than get involved, because there's still a lot of money available, isn't there? Yeah, so that's why it needed to be extended. You know, it's a hundred and thirty billion dollars left in the program, uh, and you know, at this point, you know, some small businesses, because of the terms, uh, did not really want to engage. Right? You know, it was eight right. weeks uh, at at that point that you needed to start bringing folks back. It was extended to twenty four weeks, uh, which is what we pushed for. Uh, also, uh, they uh, allow now up to forty percent to use for overhead, which was a huge issue here in New York City, as you know, with the rent and also utility expenses. So, you know, I think it's now, uh, you know, a better program um, for some of our small businesses, uh, and they are looking to engage it now with this new sort of model with the PPP program. And before we go to Neil here with some questions of importance as well, for business owners whose attention we have caught here already, what is, and we'll give it again at the end, what is the website or the phone number for them to call to get help from the city small business services? Well, thank you so much for that, uh, Joe. Listen, our number, our hotline, which, by the way, we receive over 20,000 calls to this hotline just starting it a few weeks ago. <laughs> We've helped those small businesses. Uh, the number is 888-SBS-4NYC. So 888-SBS-4NYC, and the website is nyc.gov forward slash business. That's pretty straightforward, nyc.gov forward slash business. 888-SBS-4NYC. 
for NYC. Correct. Neil. So, Commissioner Doris, you bring up the PPP loan. We've heard mixed results, obviously, as we, we touched on. I want to get to a specific example. You know, restaurants were preparing for indoor dining, and now phase three this week, no indoor dining. It's devastating for a lot of uh, small restaurants. What are you um, seeing in terms of their struggles heading into uh, phase three, and what resources specific to them can they access through nyc.gov slash business? Yeah, look, our restaurants, all 27,000 of them are critical to New York City. Uh, as you know, we have our open restaurants program, which now is over 7,000 participating restaurants uh, in that program. Um, you know, one of the things we want more restaurants to know is that the program is available. Uh, there's still a significant number of restaurants that we're reaching out to every single day uh, to get them involved in the program, right? Because if they can get going and do the out outdoor seating, uh, they'll be able to, uh, you know, come back and we'll be there to help them. So, you know, what are we doing? You know, a large part of what SBS does is education. Uh, and, and that is, I think, the critical part, you know, letting them know, uh, you know, what you need to do, what is compliant, what's not, um, so that when you get started, you don't have to stop and start again, but you can just continue to go. So that that's always there. All of our also also all of our programs and services uh, such as connecting you to financing that you need uh, is still available for those restaurant owners. Uh, we're also uh, connected with uh, getting PPE out, uh, face coverings out to uh, those restaurants. Uh, we were just out in the story last week, uh, walking uh, the corridors there, speaking with business owners. I uh, was out there with Nightlife, the Mayor's Office of Nightlife, uh, DOT uh, Commissioner, myself, Moam. Uh, uh, Mayor's Office, Media and Entertainment, and the health department all walk in these corridors speaking to uh, these restaurant owners to let them know, hey, this is the right way to do it. But also, here's some PPE equipment that you need. Uh, we're also connected with restaurant distributors on this as well. So, look, we've got a lot of resources uh, for businesses that are ready to go, and uh, particularly our restaurants who have been really hit hard during this time. Yeah, and outdoor dining has brought on some new challenges as well. In Manhattan, space is limited. Seating is spilling out onto the city streets, and perhaps there's a safety issue there. Or so tourism reading over the weekend are learning they have to change their menus for alfresco dining. You have to have different kind of food uh, for outdoor dining. What are you hearing from owners and adapting in, in an affordable way? Yeah. So, you know, we're hearing, uh, again, we have, you know, over in a short span of time, um, you know, 7,000 restaurants um, who are engaging in this program. We understand that there's a need to adapt. And I think our restaurant owners are showing that um, there's going to be some customer change in customer behavior. Right. Um, you know, customers are are, you know, eating out differently. They're used, coming out different times. They're, you know, their likings have changed. They've been locked up for three months and, you know, restaurants have not really been able to engage their customers. And so now, now they do. And so I think as they see and they hear from their customers, uh, they are making changes and they're pivoting. Uh, you know, again, the resources for, for financial resources and or education uh, really is key to the success of these businesses. And, and that's what we are able to provide. Can you give us an example or two of businesses that have pivoted or changed their sales model uh, that have really caught your eye, Commissioner, and encouraged you that uh, businesses will get through this? 
Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a few. But, you know, the ones that really uh, stand out to me are are really the ones that, um, you know, our restaurants and caterers and so forth. So I'll just give you one. Uh, you know, we've got one business uh, called Events by Yudi, um, a catering event planning company owned by Udelka Carrera. And uh, Yudi is interesting because Yudi came to us uh, before she started our, her business uh, in 2015. And so and it's taken like several of our classes and courses. Um, as you know, SBS does a lot of training for business owners. Um, and took a lot of our courses and then sort of went on to become uh, a caterer and have catered many of our events and done work with us. Uh, during COVID-19, uh, Yudi had to really transform her business uh, from a catering company, right, uh, to preparing now and delivering lunches for people at home, uh, healthcare workers, uh, first responders, and more. And I think that's what we've seen. I mean, it's sort of within the similar line of work. But at the same time, uh, you know, she was able to shift her method of delivery, what she actually did. Uh, and we had another business also uh, who uh, his business, Eat, uh, uh, James Peterson, he's out of, uh, out of Harlem as well. Uh, he he did something similar, uh, but he started to serve uh, in the city's um, emergency food program. So he's provided 10,000 meals to New Yorkers a uh, week. Um, and, and getting them the resources that they need for, uh, for uh, uh, you know, in order for them to survive, really the basic things in life, which is food. But he's a caterer. And so, you know, he's now given shelf life food uh, out to, um, uh, to our citizens here in the city. So, look, these uh, food, the food industry has been a fascinating place to watch because, you know, first they've got to do takeout only and then and delivery only. Now we're moving to outdoor dining. Uh, a lot of pivot that needed to happen there, and our restaurants are really doing a great job at it. You know, Commissioner, when the pandemic first struck New York, Chinatown restaurants and businesses generally suffered greatly. I mean, the streets were empty overnight, um, and that includes uh, neighboring Little Italy. Uh, I see a lot of famous establishments trying to raise money right now for rent and, and, other, um, and other payments. When do you anticipate that foot traffic there will kick up, or are you seeing that right now? Yeah, you know, I've been around the city, uh, every borough, and really, uh, again, seeing the, uh, you know, the challenge that these businesses are having, in particular uh, commercial corridors. But look, you know, what our role is in the city and what we we are hoping uh, to do is to really bring uh, back the 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 uh, optimism that uh, we are seeing in certain parts, really to translate it to other parts of the city. Uh, to let folks know, one, we're going to do this as safely as possible. I think when the patrons know that this is a safe uh, thing to do, they can come back. Uh, the mayor gave indicators today that, you know, we have the best indicators that we've had in a long time. Uh, we are providing PPE, uh, you know, face coverings and so forth to restaurants and to bars and to uh, and to small businesses. We're we did five million in the first two phases. We're doing another two point five million. <coughs> Uh, in this phase, uh, that means that, look, we're going to be connecting uh, with folks and showing them how to be safe. We're doing trainings and webinars. We got 64 of those so far. You know, look, as people begin to feel safe, they're going to come out. Right. And I think that's what uh, we want to uh, reiterate to everybody. Like, you know, make sure that you are, um, you know, as safe as possible, you know, do face coverage, make sure it's on. 
Uh, make sure that you do social distancing. That's going to bring the confidence level back. And then we're going to be able to see uh, really the customer uh, foot traffic uh, pick up. I find it interesting that you made the point about translating the progress and innovation that the restaurant sector has had to other sectors. To translate a success story sounds like a good way to get the ball rolling and more people encouraged. Take a winning story and tell it over and over. Tell it over and over again, and that's what we're trying to do, again, around innovation and encouraging folks to do it. Look, we've seen it now also, you know, with our retail industry. We have uh, retailers, you know, using the sidewalk to display, uh, you know, yeah. some of their 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 uh, material. Uh, you know, they, when we were doing uh, curbside only, uh, folks were, uh, you know, scheduling appointments, something they've never done before, uh, all new, all different, you know. And, and so, you know, we will continue to say that, but we're also – uh, you know, want to continue to encourage that innovation at this time and adaptability um, and collaboration, which are three core principles when I became commissioned that I began to build our agency on and also encourage in our institutions that we work with and businesses that we work with to really uh, think about this uh, COVID era, as we call it, this new world that we're living in, right? You've got to be innovative. You've got to think outside the box got to be creative. You also have to be adaptable. You have to create a business model that's adaptable and flexible so that you can actually adjust when time is needed. And the last part is really around collaboration. We can't do business like we always done it before, right? You can't be uh, isolated to a box. Industry's got to work together. Government and business needs to work better together. And that's what we're looking to do here. Well and that leads to contacts, which leads to more new business. Exactly. Working collaboratively. Well, it's always good to have a small business commissioner who understands business. So thanks for being with us, Commissioner George. Thank you so much, Joe. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.